This is the Cave Tools Barbecue Podcast. Exploring the world of competition barbecue and bringing you behind-the-scenes tips and tricks from real professional pitmasters. Find us at MyCaveTools.com or subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. My name's Phil Inuzzi. I'm uh, an intern with the uh, barbecue company Cave Tools, primarily focusing with... Uh, the search engine optimization side of things with the business. And uh, one of the things that I'm going to do for this is just get an interview with a few uh, guys that are with the uh, competitive barbecue scene. Okay. So um, first question I want to ask is, how did you uh, get involved with the whole barbecue scene? Uh, well, I've been, uh, I've been cooking generally on my own for many, many years, but... Uh, I went to a, uh, a contest, um, which I have, I have a lot of friends that are chefs, so I've always been hanging around restaurants and cooking, uh, but I went to a barbecue contest, because I've been a backyard barbecue cook for probably uh, 15, 18 years, and I went to a professional contest um, in northern Illinois, and uh, it, uh, it just, uh, uh, when I saw the, the competitors, it was really cool to see how they competed, but I was real frustrated because none of them would let you try their barbecue, uh, and they, uh, so then I decided at that point that I wanted to get involved. Uh, what made you love barbecue out of any other type of uh, cooking that you could have pursued? Uh, you know what I love about barbecue is it forces you to relax. So being uh, you know, an executive uh, by day and uh, running a, a pretty uh, fast you know, uh, lifestyle, um, uh, you're forced to relax. You know, it takes uh, all night, uh, all day to cook it, and uh, you don't have a choice. So you can't, you can't rush it. Uh, it takes 12, 14 hours. So it, uh, it forces you to down, slow down and, you know, take a breath. So it's, it's, my, it's relaxing for me. It pulls me away from the hectic corporate world and uh, allows me to just, it forces me, let me rephrase, forces me to take a breath. What's one of your favorite things to barbecue? Um, my favorite thing to barbecue is brisket. Uh, I, I love cooking brisket because it's uh, very hard to get right. That's incredibly challenging. Brisket. brisket. It's incredibly challenging. Uh, the margin of error on brisket is very small, uh, and uh, it uh, is the most challenging to do. The most uh, so because it has such a high, high level of challenge, I'm just I'm drawn to it to make to get it right. Um, the barbecue team, uh, we've always had three members, um, and this, okay. year, this year we're adding a fourth. Okay. Um, what would you say one of your most difficult moments in terms of uh, starting this team was? Um, most difficult in terms of starting the team? Um, you know, the, the financial aspects of any barbecue team is always difficult. So, uh, you know, we're, this year we're going to compete in 12 contests. Um, which is the most ever. You know, the first year we competed in three. Um, so contests aren't cheap. It costs us anywhere from $700 to $1,000 per contest. So, you know, you can do the math. You do 12 contests, it's 12 grand in, in a year. It's a lot of money. So getting the, the funding and being able to finance, self-finance these contests is always difficult um, to, to do. That's why a lot of guys only do a handful of them. But um, thankfully adding a fourth team member has allowed us to be able to compete a little more this year. All right. Um, I lost you when you were talking about one of your most memorable experiences in competitive barbecue. 
one of my most memorable experiences. Um, oh, uh, there's there's two that immediately come to mind. Um, well, obviously, one of the most you know the most memorable was our uh, was the first and only uh, to this day our first place in ribs at Grill Games in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Anytime you anytime you manage to pull a first place in any category, um, the amount of energy, work, effort, and money that goes into competing, you know, whenever you get to go up and get a get a first place, it's fantastic. So that, that's definitely a memorable moment. Uh, it's pretty adrenaline filled. But uh, the other one is much more colorful, uh, and that is uh, we had a former team member that is no longer on the team that fell asleep on Firewatch at a contest. So he was pulling the third shift, and <laughs> he fell asleep watching the, the cooking. <laughs> And about, uh, at about 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up, and I went to check the smoker, and the smoker was almost gone. It was almost out. There was no fire left. And uh, he was sleeping in the chair. He was drunk and asleep in the chair right next to the smoker, arms down, snoring. So it was hammered drunk. So we picked him up and put him, <laughs> we put him in the camper. And then uh, I'll have to see if I can find the picture. We went and found, like, you know, because everybody's up still at night, right, watching their smokers. We went and tracked down a bunch of other team members that were sleeping, and we yeah. actually, we pulled him out of bed, woke him up, picked him up by the legs and the hands, uh, and then hogtied him with duct tape. And then we uh, every, we took a picture with everybody posed behind him like he was <laughs> like a deer that had just been caught face down in the asphalt. So the moral of the story is don't fall asleep on Firewatch. Uh, needless to say, he's like, uh, no, he's no longer the team, but uh, that was. Uh, uh, nobody's ever fallen asleep on Firewatch ever since. It was a lot of fun. I would love to see that picture. I'll see if I can find it. It's, it's going to be hard to track down. It was seven years ago, but I'll see if I can track um, it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, if you could email that, I'd love to include that in the blog write-up I'm going to do about this. Yeah, don't, uh, don't hold your um, breath. What advice would you give to people who want to get involved? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, well, other than, than, uh, than it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's a great community. The, um, the uh, barbecue community in general is very small. It, it's kind of like, you know, like I can't even draw a, a good uh, analogy, but um, it's very competitive, but you're competing against your friends. And... Uh, if I forget something or if something breaks, um, anybody at a contest would loan me anything up to including, you know, uh, their their competition meat if they had extra. They'd give it to me. And if I beat them, you'd shake hands with them later and you could get against them next weekend. It's it's very competitive, but the camaraderie is very it's, it's incredibly awesome in the community. So that's a lot of fun. I have like I have more friends that I hang out with outside of barbecue from the barbecue world than I do like my friends through life, that have become real good friends of mine. Um, you know, we go out for beers outside of barbecue. Um, go to the, the best thing I ever did was I took a judges class. Um, so to learn what the judges are looking for, it uh, it really opens your eyes to uh, to uh, the nuances of it. So uh, take a judges course and uh, go take a um, a couple of classes. I try to take a class every year. Um, whether it's you know uh, rub um, rubs class from Swamp Boys or you know, Myron's class or throughout there's a bunch of them out there they're all really good um, and some of them they'll give you their tips and tricks and uh, it doesn't mean that you're going to go win 
um, because you still got to go do it. But yeah. um, classes are real good. Uh, uh, it gets you good hands-on experience. Um, and then lastly, uh, don't get discouraged. You're going to lose, and you're going to lose more than you win. There's some real good cooks out there. And uh, don't go out expecting a first place. Uh, uh, go out expecting last and, and be happy for anything about that. Because uh, it's, it's, it's very competitive. It's incredibly competitive. A lot of good cooks. Uh, and as long as you don't uh, expect too much, you won't be disappointed. But it's good to win. But you know, when you start hoping for those wins and you, you're, don't, you're not getting them, um, when we've gone through our slumps, we've had a whole season where you don't win at all. And you're doing the same thing you did the year before. And it's frustrating, but you just got to kind of grind your way through it, and things will start to turn around later. Everybody goes through slumps, and you're going to lose a lot. <laughs> but it makes that, that win so much sweeter when you get one. Oh, that's some great advice. Thank you. Um, you mentioned that you took a uh, judge's course. What are some of the things that the judges look for when they're uh, grading the meat? Uh, I mean, there's a whole science behind judging, right? Um, you know, the, the taste, uh, tenderness, appearance, texture, um, and all of them are weighted differently. So, right, taste is the heaviest weighted. Um, uh, each cut of meat, you know, brisket needs to pull a certain way. Uh, I mean, you know, the tenderness, the texture of it, pork needs to look and taste uh, a certain way. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a Kansas City Barbecue Society contest. So we compete um, with Kansas City style barbecue, right? Not a not a, a Texas style barbecue. It's not a North Carolina barbecue. Um, we put too much vinegar, you know, a little too much vinegar on our pork, turned it in, and we scored horrible because we grabbed the wrong sauce. Um, and you have to hit a certain uh, flavor profile that the judges want and expect, and that's you know Kansas City sweet barbecue. And if you present that um, sample. Usually you do okay, but anytime you start to do anything strange or weird, um, right? It, it, the judges kind of—it's uh, the worst thing you can hear from a judge. Oh, that's weird. Or, ooh, I've never tasted that before. So you really have to kind of cook the barbecue the judges want, right? Not what what you like or what you cook in your backyard. What I cook at home is different than what I can do. It's two different stuff. Um, I don't like when I throw a Memorial Day party. I don't cook my competition barbecue in my backyard at all. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> what are some future plans that you have for your team in uh, this upcoming season? Uh, well, this one's a this one's a big one. We, uh, we picked up a new sponsor this year, um, TapaQ. I'd like to give a shout out to my sponsors, uh, uh, TapaQ this year, uh, big uh, big sponsor for us. And then uh, uh, Tischler's Market is our uh, other sponsor for all of our meats. So we have two sponsors uh, this year, and this is the first year we're going to go cook the American Royal. So. Uh, in Kansas City, that's a big one for us. We've never cooked it. We're, we're, we're going to register for the Open, go cook the Open. Hopefully, we make the Invitational, not counting on it, but we're at least going to go cook the Open. And, um, it's pretty uh, pretty exciting. I don't know if I'm going to be able to wait till October, but uh, you know, <laughs> 600 barbecue teams is pretty uh, should be a lot of fun. Wow, that sounds like a good time. Well, mm -hmm. good luck with the Invitational. Um, that's actually all the questions that I had for you today. Oh.